Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another broadcast on the Soul of America Radio. Tonight, you're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. Comments made on tonight's broadcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Blog Talk Radio, the Soul of America Radio, or its host. Hope and Healing takes you from a place of pain, abuse, violence, rejection, and abandonment to a place of hope, healing, and power. All aboard with your author, activist, advocate, and friend, man of purpose himself, and your host for the evening, Mr. J.R. Diglett. Yeah. as they help us to continue to bring you the best in Soulful Talk Radio.
you're listening to the Soul of America Radio, if you're holding right now on the phone and you want to make a comment, press 1. That will put you in the caller's queue. Our engineer will see that you want to get on the air and they'll put you in contact with the host. Otherwise, if you want to listen online, just go to www.soulofamericaradio.com and look for live stream or just simply follow the instructions. Also, if you see a link to this anywhere on Facebook, that is a live stream post. Thank you for your cares. Thank you for your contacts and concerns. We are the Soul of America Radio. of America Radio. Thank you for listening to J.R.L. Thicklin, Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. We feature every Monday night a show solely devoted to people that are going through abuse, some type of problem in your lives that you can't work out. We mainly focus on domestic violence, the cancer in our lives. Join J.R. Thicklin, your host, here every Monday night at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock p.m. Central, right here on the Soul of America Radio. You can contact Jay every Monday night at 323-784-9638. Or you can listen to him online just follow at soulofamericaradio.com and listen for look for live streams. And that way you can speak or listen, whichever your choice may be. Thank you for joining us tonight. You're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin, on the Soul of America Radio. If you're listening via internet and you want to speak to the host, Please dial 323-784-9638 and press 1 to be connected to the host. This is the Soul of America Radio.
is your host, J.R. Thicklin. I grew up with a lot of hatred. I was hating myself. I, 
you know, marriage for the wrong reason, and it was very, very abusive. Um, my husband, first husband, which I've been married three times in divorce, but the thing is, I I was so angry until anything that was said or anything, I didn't feel like nobody loved me, and my husband used to beat me all the time. I mean, it was like morning, noon, and night I was being abused, but I tried to stay because I had by then two children at 18, and I want to give them that family uh, environment of a husband and wife and kids with the picket fence that I thought, and um, thought that you go to church and you love each other, but it wasn't that. And then there's a lot of people that stay in that role and thinking that you're staying for the children, but the only thing that you're teaching the children is violence. You know, you, you grow up and you say, well, I tell my kids and my grandkids now that children learn from what they see and what they hear. So you have to be careful. Absolutely. But exactly. So, you know, other than that, I was um, raped twice. Uh, my boyfriend, friend, that um, beat me and raped me, and um, he begged me not to tell. But as soon as I saw the police, I told. I ran and told him. And the, the second time, he ran off to New York, so they never did catch him. I was like 17 at that time. Um, the next time I was raped, uh, I had my daughter, and she was with her grandmother 12 miles away. I was living in Bell Glaze, she was in Pahokee. And he, my best friend, one of my best friends that all was sick together, he um, asked me did I want him to take me to see my daughter. And on the way back, he took me to Canefield. And he raped me. He told me to either, you know, as they say, elf or walk. So um, he raped me in the cane field. I, that I didn't tell because we was all friends, and that was something that I lived with, but it just built up more hatred inside of me uh, until I tried to commit suicide. Um, I took a large overdose of pills. But to make a very long story short, I, you know, I, I cried, I cried. When I was young, my, my dad sent me to my aunt in New York. I was like 10 years old. And my aunt was always a Christian, always in the church. I mean, literally, we lived in the church. We stepped three steps down, we are in the church. And that's where I learned how to pray from her because when I got back from New York with my aunt, I never was in that environment anymore to, to go to church, to pray, to you know, be instilled with that. And she instilled that song, um, Pass Me Not, Oh, Jump to Savior. And so she made me sing it every Sunday that I went to church. She made me sing that. And I didn't understand, you know, I was ashamed, embarrassed. But down the line, that song brought me through. It brought me through. I sing it today, Pass Me Not, Oh, Jump to Savior. And I know that God spared my life for a reason <laughs> because, I tried to kill myself twice. I have begged and asked God to take my life so many times. And I'm still here. And I thank God that he heard my cry. I thought man heard my cry. That's why I named the book Cry for Help Who's Listening. Because we're always going to people. We're thinking that people could bring us out of this, bring us out of that. When you're raised up in a situation where all you see is violence and killing and robbing and stealing, 
and nobody's talking about God, nobody's sending you to church, nobody you don't know you don't know anything about God. But like I said, my aunt instilled prayer instilled that prayer in me. That prayer. When things get tough you pray. But I had forgot. That's why I tried to kill myself. But I know I know for sure that God is the only one that was listening. Jesus, through his son, Jesus Christ, I am healed. I am saved. I am in therapy. I still go to therapy today. And I always said I want to go back to school and get my high school diploma. I accomplished that last year in May. I graduated, walked across that stage, and I received my high school diploma. Now I I have enrolled in college. So I start college in May. Wow. I'm going for interior design, interior design technology. And I'm getting ready to take my per- perk test. So I ask you all to pray for me and yeah. keep me uplifted. Yes. And I'm good. And my story is a cry for help. Who's listening? Let me ask you, how, how could they get a hold of that book? If they wanted to purchase that book, you know, tell them how they could get the book. And for many that are listening, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're hearing uh, 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 parts of her story, and we're going to come back with a couple of questions. But if you're listening tonight mm-hmm. and you have a question and or comment, you can dial area code 323 9638 area code 323-784-9638. And if you have a question or comment mm-hmm. and you've already dialed in, Simply then hit the number one on your keypad that lets our producer know that you want to come on the air. We'll get you on the air. You can ask your question or your comment, and we'll get you on the air immediately. So once again, there we go, 323-784-9638. So uh, tell them how can they get the book, and then I want to come back. I have a couple of questions and comments I have from there. How could they get the book Mm -hmm. if they wanted to get the book? Um, You can receive the book. First of all, you can go to – I have a PayPal account. You can go through – um, my PayPal account and send me your email, um, and I will. That's if you want an autographed copy, copy of the book. I can autograph it right then and there, and I will send it off to you. Um, and then you can also get it at Barnes and Noble. You can also get it at Amazon, and they also have it at exlibras.com. That's the publishing company, and I also have a trailer um, for the book. That's on exlibras is um, dot com. You Google that, and it will bring up the trailer on the on the book, the storyline of it. So, how do they get to your PayPal account in order if they want an autographed copy? Is there a website? There, how do they find you there? Yeah, okay. you can. They can go to um, um, my Facebook. I'm all I'm all on Facebook. You can message me your um, email. Or you can um, go to C-I-M-Lovely at yahoo.com. C-I-M-Lovely at yahoo.com. And you pull up um, my PayPal. Or either if you can't do it, if you can't get it like that, please go to Facebook Messenger and send me your email, and I will set it up for you. Absolutely. My name is Carlita Brown. Send your name out for them because I don't want them to butcher it like like I have. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's Carlita. It's C A R L E T H A. Name Brown. Carlita Brown. Wow, that is so good. Eight. Those of you that are listening to the show, 
You're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey of Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin, and I'm so glad that you've joined us. Our special guest tonight is Ms. Carlitha Brown, who is not only a domestic and sexual violence uh, survivor, uh, but she's also an author of a book that is called A Cry for Help, who's listening, that chronicles her journey through not only uh, domestic violence, through sexual assault, through rape, uh, through things that are that are almost unmentionable, and yet it's still, in spite of it all, she was able to overcome and come through it. Uh, Cardi, you said something that I want to make sure I point out to others. You talked about the fact inside of the uh, the, the being raped by this friend's friend and everything, mm-hmm. that how it impacted you and and having gone through these episodes, that it drove you to a place of suicide and that you tried to commit mm-hmm. suicide. And one of the things I want mm-hmm. the audience to know is that they must understand that victims of domestic and sexual assault, women that, uh, that experience a domestic and sexual assault, are five times more likely to commit suicide or to attempt it than those that are not. Mm-hmm. And so this is a real yeah. issue that exists and, and impacts lives uh, in a very big way. Another thing that you pointed yeah. out, the fact that one of the reasons that you did not want to tell, because you all were friends. You all were, you know, you grew up in a, a, mm-hmm. in a community, small, and you all knew each other. And so there was that need to almost protect the other individual, not wanting them to get mm-hmm. in trouble. And and that's yeah. important to point out because many times when we see incidents happen, people find it hard to recognize that the person who's being victimized many times are afraid of the backlash. They're afraid of getting the other person in trouble, so they suffer in silence. Mm-hmm. And so individuals don't understand why is it that a person oftentimes can, can hold in secrecy that they've been raped, sexual assault for years and not say a word yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. we may have cases like we did in the cases, I know that we sometimes hate to hear this come up, when we hear about a person, whether they be prominent or they, uh, we hear about them and and in their prominency, uh, we find it hard to believe that when people finally come forth and say, this person raped me or this person sexual assault me, we have a tendency to jump on the victim and say, well, they're lying. If, if they did that, mm-hmm. why did they wait so late to say anything? And, and mm-hmm. there's many reasons, and I'd like for you to elaborate from your perspective. Why do you think that victims wait so late in cases they yeah, reported? Um, yeah, because sometimes – you know your lifestyle. You you're hanging out and you're very promiscuous and you know. And, and I was you know doing drugs, turned to drugs and and um you know and I had a few boyfriends. So when it came to being raped, um you know it's um say oh she she lying you know she already out there you know she already doing this and that you know and I tell them I don't care what you're doing or where you are when you say no no means no. When someone takes something from you, it 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 belittles you. It's like you don't have no self, you know, your self um, confidence anymore. You you think you're ugly. You think you, you know, nobody loves you, and you go to hate. And then even with some parents, some parents don't believe their daughters. You know, they they'll tell them, oh, you lying. You know, it could be their best friend that that molested their child, and and they have more faith in that best friend. Or uncle or cousin or anything than they did do for their own child, and that sets you sets you back into a hole, and say nobody listening, nobody believe me. So you you know you don't want to tell no more, you don't want to say no more. So you just and it takes so much out of you during your lifetime, you know. But when I had my children, 
that was my love. That They are the love of my life. I have two daughters, and they are the love of my life. I have eight adult grandkids now. They are the love of my life. I have seven great-grandchildren plus others that married into the family. So they are the love of my life, and I ask God to humble me, to humble my spirit. And with these babies surrounding me, I am so humble. They say I spoil everybody. I mean, it is. I thank God wow. for who He is. Yes. And so you, you said something earlier, and I want those that are, that are listening, and you have a, a question or comment, please feel free to uh, hit the left number one on your keypad. If you've already called in, if you're listening by way of internet, and you uh, want to uh, have a question or comment uh, for the host. I mean, for the guests or myself, simply call area code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That is how you uh, how you reach us tonight here on Hope and Healing: A Journey to Wholeness. Now, you, you said something that I thought was worth definitely uh, bringing out. You talked about at one time when you were going through the situation, how you felt. You know, you felt the sense of shame. You felt the sense of uh, you know your uh, pain. You felt all of these things mm-hmm. there, and you know, mm-hmm. and, and that immobilized you. And then you talked about, mm-hmm. I guess, I don't know, was it your first marriage where you were in a in a situation that was very abusive, but you did not mm-hmm. get out of it immediately because you was clinging to the image of a whole mm-hmm. family, of what we would call a whole family, husband and wife and children mm-hmm. and that, you know, all together, the white picket fence and all those things, but you were not living that as a reality. And you gave a very mm-hmm. important warning, and you said that, perhaps want to consider getting out of it because the person that you hurt inside of remaining in it is who? The children. You said the children. That's correct. And so children mm-hmm. learn what they and live and so. they live what they learn. And so for, for, yes. for, for those that may be listening tonight, for those that may be a relative, a family member, or even a coworker uh, that are listening tonight, uh, they may be related to someone who's in an abusive relationship. What would you say yes. to them in terms of uh, the importance of them recognizing how dangerous it is to remain in the abusive relationship when you have children? Yes, um, it's very dangerous because my two daughters, you know, um, they have seen me where I once had a gun to my first husband's head, and they begged me, don't shoot him. They they begged me. They was like maybe six or seven, seven or eight. And, um, I mean, they've seen us where, I mean, him where he's beating me. And you don't think about one day these kids are going to grow up to be adults, adults. And sometimes children think that they have to live like that or they should be like their parents. No, you don't have to be like your parents. And if you're in a relationship like that, please get out for the sake of yourself and your children, because nothing is worth that. That is not love. It's not love. It has to be lust, because it's definitely not love. You know, God is love. If you don't have a God-fearing person, they don't fear nothing. And it's a bad place to be in a position where you fear nothing. Is that correct? Exactly, exactly. That's a long life. I'm 61 years old now. And that's that. It has been a long journey to get where I am today. And now, now you don't let it be a long journey. Go ahead. Uh huh. 
I'm sorry. I was just saying for someone else out there who's listening, do not let or allow it to be a long life journey because our life is already short. Get and pray good. Get with God and pray and get out. Get out. You do what you have to do. Like Even if you don't have kids, you still have to love yourself more than you love yourself. You put God first and you come next. Wow. Well, that is real good advice, and I, I'm thanking you for sharing. Uh, we're going to come right back after this break, and you're going to share with them once again how to get a copy of the book. And for those of you that are listening to us right now and you'd like to have a question or comment for our caller, uh, I'll be right back with you right after the break. We have a few callers that there that are saying they want to come on the air, and we'll be right back with you. After the break, listen, if you're listening tonight and you have a question or comment for me or the guest that is on tonight, Ms. Carlitha Brown, just dial area code 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us. That is how you get connected. And we'll be right back after this break. Hold on. We'll be back with your questions and your comments. You listen to Hope and Healing, a journey to hold us. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin. We'll be right back after this break. You're listening to the Soul of America Radio. You're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin. And remember, you can catch this show every Monday night, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern and 8 o'clock p.m. Central. And give them a call tonight at 323-784-9638. 323 323-784-9638. You give Jay a call right now. And now, back to the show.
Welcome back to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thickland, and I'm so very glad that you have joined us here on the Soul of America Radio Network. For those of you that listen, you catch us every Monday night, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 o'clock Central, 7 o'clock in the Mountain Time Zone, 6 o'clock in the Pacific, and wherever you may be around the globe, this is where you find us at, Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. And I'm always so glad to have you to join us and be a part of what's happening here. Just before we went uh, to our break, I hear what our very special guest, Ms. Corletha Brown, who is the not only domestic and sexual uh, violence survivor, but she's now an author of a book, an author of a book that is called A Cry for Help, Who's Listening? And she shared with her her journey and what has brought her here. And we have a couple of callers that are holding. And I want to bring a caller on that has a question. Caller, number ending in 7395. I want to say good evening and welcome to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. You have a question for our guest tonight. Good evening. Yeah. Yes, good evening. I was um, listening to you saying that um, your mother and father didn't love you. And I was wondering, is that what allowed you to live the way that you lived and accept the abuse? And when you say that your mother and father didn't love you, what did something happen in your life to make you feel or know that they didn't love you? Um, yes, um, my father was um, very physically abusive to me and my brother, that he kidnapped us. I don't want to tell the whole story in the book, but um, my father kidnapped us and brought us to Fort Pierce from Belgrade, and um, he made us work in the fields and just beat us. You know, he used to lock my brother in the trunk of the car for punishment. And then when the courts took me away from him, they I had to go to, to my mother. Um, who was verbally abusive, and that's one thing I wanted people to know, too. A lot of times it's not physical hitting. Uh, a lot of times, like they say, the power lies in the tongue. What you say to a person can either lift them up or break them down. And my mother was um, very verbally abusive to me. Um, I was like 17, 16 with a baby when I really came to her and to get to know her as my mother. I knew she was my mother, but that was my only first chance I had to live with her since he took me when I was five years old from her. So it was like I just thought she hated me because it was she never had anything good to say to me, really. And um, so I was just like in a world all by myself. That's what made me turn to drugs. And I never really liked alcohol. I just, um, but I, I drugs, I mean, cigarettes, men, um, my mom told me that I had a baby and me going out sleeping with guys and not bringing anything home, like finance to take care of my child was not going to happen in her house. So um, that's when I learned to tell men, hey, I need money because my mom going to ask me for money when I get home. So that put me into another lifestyle. So, I mean, I just was so angry and had so much hate. I wanted something and that was my way out was to try to commit suicide along with the other race. What caller did she answer your question there? Yes, yes, and I mean it's, it's very touching, but it's a blessing to know that she's still here. She's still here and forever be in our prayers. Yes. Yes, and when we hear that, and those of you that are listening, when we hear that, it also serves as another another point to consider the fact that even as adults and parents, 
we do have to recognize how our behavior and the way and manner in which we raise children, we entreat them, has to do with the way that they feel about themselves. It is a known fact mm-hmm. that children learn what they live and they live what they learn. It is it is without yes. uh, you know uh, any question that this is something that impacts uh, children the way that we do. That's why we when people say that you know uh, you know. Don't do as I say, do it, you know, don't do as I do, do it as, as I say. Mm-hmm. We have to understand that mm-hmm. that doesn't carry a whole lot of weight when mm-hmm. yeah, we no. begin to talk about the fact of what children see. What children see yeah. has everything to do with how they react to things. And I, and I like to just quote, I mean, there's a piece that I often use in sort of training. Uh, it's called Children Learn What They Live. It's by uh, uh Dorothy Law notes, and she said something to this effect, if children live with criticism, they learn to condemn. If children live with hostility, yeah. they learn to fight. If children live with fear, mm-hmm. they learn to be apprehensive. If children live with pity, they learn mm-hmm. to feel sorry for themselves. If children live with ridicule, mm-hmm. they learn to feel shy. If, they, if children live with jealousy, they learn to feel envy. If children live with shame, they learn to feel guilty. And it stops there on the negative uh, progression because it says that when children live with these things, they learn a certain lesson. But by the same token, yeah. when we are able to reverse that, when children live with encouragement, they learn confidence. When, when yes. children live with tolerance, they learn patience. When children live with praise, yes. they learn appreciation. When children live with yes. acceptance, they learn to love. And when children live yes. with approval, they learn to like themselves. And when children live with recognition, yes. they learn it is good yes. to have a goal. And when they live with sharing, they learn generosity. And when children live with honesty, yes. they learn truthfulness. And when they live with fairness, mm-hmm. they learn justice. And if children live with kindness and consideration, mm-hmm. they learn respect. If children live with security, yeah. they learn to have faith in themselves and those about them. Mm-hmm. If children live with friendliness, friendliness, they learn that the world is a nice place in which to live. And that is just the yeah. impact of what happens when we don't have those things happen and when we do have those things happen. So in all actuality, to every parent, I know that we can get frustrated every parent who may find themselves in a very uh, toxic relationship and situation, it's not only yes. time to pray about it. It's time to ask God, you know, to give me wisdom, give me a strategy, give me what to do. Because yes. in many yes. times, in an effort to preserve one thing, we lose the other. In the effort of just yes. trying to yes. keep us together for the sake of family, we end up losing generations inside of it. Yes. And so it's so important yes. to, to, to uh to consider that, and for many, and I'll tell you from our expertise inside of this, is that there are many women that suffer at the hands of battering, and oftentimes will remain in that abusive relationship, and oftentimes the thing that finally becomes the calling card to leave is when that individual starts being abusing the children, and they leave. Yes. But oftentimes so much damage has been done by that time. So on one, on one end, there's a lesson to the men and those men that may be listening to this message, and not just men, the women that may be abusers and may be finding themselves in this end. Mm-hmm. I want you to understand yeah. that you need to consider more than just yourself inside a relationship. For those of you that may be in a toxic relationship or know someone that is, mm-hmm. consider this fact. Did you count up the cost when it comes to your children being exposed and living inside of an abusive relationship over this long period of time? Is it worth it? Or is there a critical decision that needs to be made and for the betterment of your child, for the betterment of the family, for the betterment of their future? And that's really the prevailing question today. 
Eric Cole, 323-784-9638. You're listening it's to Holy Healing Agenda to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Ficklin, and I'm so very glad that you're listening to us tonight on the Soul of America Radio Network. We're glad that you've joined us tonight. Our very special guest is with us tonight, none other than Ms. Carlita Brown. We're so glad that she's here with us. Uh, she is uh, a survivor of both domestic and sexual violence, and she's an author of the book, uh, A Cry for Help, Who's Listening? And I'm so glad you've joined us. If you'd like to have a question or a comment, just simply uh, dial area code 323-784-9638 and then hit the number one on your uh, keypad. If you're already dialed in and you're listening and would like to come on, simply hit number one on your keypad, and our producer will let us know. We'll get you in on the air tonight. I'm going to go to another caller tonight that has a question for you. Good evening. Caller number in in 6250. Good evening. So glad to have you on Hope and Healing, a journey to hold us tonight. Yes, you have a question. Yes, I do. Uh, first of all, good evening, Dr. Ficklin. Um, good evening. I want to thank you again. Good evening. I want to thank you again for offering a platform for domestic violence survivors and authors, etc., to have a, a place so that they could voice, so they could have a voice and help others overcome domestic abuse. Okay. Absolutely. And, okay. And my question um, for Letta Brown, too. First of all, I want to congratulate, you know, congratulate you on becoming an author and giving us that vital mm-hmm. knowledge. Okay. Yes, thank on you. On overcoming the mess of you. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, okay, welcome. Um, I am also an author and a thriving domestic violence survivor. And finally, this is my question. Okay. Now you said um, that your First marriage was abusive. Was your second marriage abusive also? My second marriage was verbal abuse, and he was a cheater. (laughs) He was, yeah, so, I mean, words hurt you, you know, and it made me lose my, I I had very low self-esteem, you know. Because you, when okay. you have a man calling you out of your name a lot, you know, the B's and the H's and all of that, that's, to me, that's, those are fighting. Those, this is like licks in you, you know, and it hits your heart, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I do understand. Um, okay, I have another question on, on top of that. Okay. What do you think led to you... Uh, getting involved in yet another abusive marriage after the first one. Like when you came out, it was abusive. What? Yeah, okay, you mentioned what? I, you did mention low self-esteem, low self-value. Yes. Um, you know, I, the reason I, I married, uh, again, because I was still wanting somebody to love me other than my kids. I wanted a relationship, and it's just happens that when somebody convinces you that they love you and they ask to marry you, you know, when they ask to marry me, I was like, I was turning a flip, you know, me, you know, because I'm like, I'm trying, and then I was mostly trying to stay stable in a stable relationship for my girls. I had two daughters, so I didn't want to keep changing men, 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 but I wasn't going to just continuously you know, being cheated on or 
you know, talk any kind of way. My first husband, I mean, the fighting, I said, you know, in front of the kids. So that lasted eight years on and off with the first husband, eight years. And I had this older man tell me, he said, baby, it don't get any better. It get worse and worse each time you leave and go back. But I didn't understand it until at the end, almost at the end, I shot at him. I missed his head by an inch with a forty-five. And I know it was time for me. And, you know, the grace of God, he moved all of that out my way. I didn't go to jail. I didn't go to prison. And I knew it nothing but God. I can look back now and say all the stuff that I came out, came through, it wasn't me doing it. It was the grace of God loving me. Yeah. And I was abusive also sometimes, too. I, I'm put that mm-hmm. out there, too. You know, I, I was hit first, too, you know, because that's what I was used to. Yeah, correct. Yeah, it's, 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 which continues well, to underscore like, that. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After a while, I, I look at it as as um as this. It's like having a, a a puppy, and you keep hitting and knocking on that puppy, and verbally abusing, and you know treating that puppy okay very badly. Mm-hmm. Eventually, that puppy will try to fight back. We'll try. Oh, yes. And we'll yeah we'll fight back. Keep pushing up. Yes. You know, Pushing the puppy against the wall. Yes, you will. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Then I got one, one, one more. Not one more. Hey, thirdly, okay. well, how did you break the cycle? So this marital relationship that you are in now is healthy and non-abusive. Um, well, actually, I'm not in a relationship, and I haven't been in one um, in the last okay. ten, maybe almost nineteen years. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. <laughs> well, thank that, you. Okay. All right. Well, well you know, thank sometimes you. we learn thank as you. we go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And we learn as we go, oftentimes, <laughs> and we learn to appreciate ourselves. And one common theme that is there, and thank you so very much, uh, Lothario, for your call uh, in terms of that. And, and it is good for people to understand how did we unpack certain things? How did we get to the place where now we become we become thrivers? And sometimes we learn as we go. We learn our worth. We stop uh, looking for our who we are to be validated through someone else. We learn to love ourselves and learn our value. And therefore, we don't put ourselves in a position where there's a magnet that continues to draw people that are abusive to us. And, and in this case here, mm-hmm. I think for you, learning to love yourself and being, uh, uh, has played a great part. And you've been able to focus on yourself, you know. Yes. And in doing so, you have made some tremendous strides, not only inside of, you know, your goal. You, you, you realize you wanted to get your high school diploma that did not matter to you that it had been a number of years. You set your mind to it mm-hmm. and you did it. You wrote a book about yes. your pain, about your journey. So you turned your pain into power, and God is turning it into a platform for you. And then you said, I'm not going to stop here. I'm going to enroll in college, and I'm going to fulfill some things I want to. So once again, we commend you because of the fact the end was not the end for you. It was the beginning of something new, something different, something worthwhile, something purposeful. And once again, we have to salute you and have to commend you on the journey that you've come through tonight. So once again, I'm going to say to all that are listening, this is worth uh, definitely uh, not only giving her applaud, but I want to go back to her book, A Cry for Help Who's Listening. Uh, Carlisa, tell them once again how to get your book and where to get your book from. 
Okay. Um, you can purchase the book at um, Amazon, uh, Barnes and Nobles, um, exlibras.com. Um, you can purchase it through me on Facebook. You can message me, Carlita Brown, and send me your um, email address, and I will send you um, an invoice from my PayPal, and I will autograph it for you, and I would send it, mail it to you, you know. Um, so those are the ways that you can get it. Well, once again, a cry for help. Who's listening? That book is uh, the author, Carlita Brown, and she's a survivor and a thriver. And for those of you that are listening tonight, I've got time for one more call if you'd like to get in on tonight. Uh, area code 323 784 9638. This is J.R. Ficklin. I'm hosting here, Hope and Healing, a Journey to Wholeness. Very special guest, a domestic and sexual violence survivor. And one who's authored the book, A Cry for Help, Who's Listening, uh, is here with you tonight. If you have a question and or comment, please hit the number one on your keypad. That lets I know, our producer know that you want to get on the air. We'll get you on the air tonight. So you're listening, and we're going to take one more commercial break, and we'll come back right after this commercial break, and we'll wrap up our time together. and healing a journey to wholeness with J.R. Thicklin is coming back right after this. You're listening to the Soul of America Radio, LLC. This is the one and only Sword. violence in her lifetime. Every year, nearly three million children witness domestic violence right in their homes. Domestic violence is most likely to occur between the hours of 6 p.m. and 6 a.m. More than 60% of domestic abuse incidents happen right at home. Survivors of domestic violence face high rates of depression, sleep disturbance, anxiety, flashbacks, and other emotional distress. If you or someone that you know is a victim of domestic violence, or if you think someone is, reach out to them. If you are a victim, reach out to somebody. You can call the National Hotline right now at 1-800-799-7233. That's 1-800-799-7233. If you didn't have a chance to write that number down, call Jay Thicklin right now at 1-323-784-9638. 
this is the one and only Soar. Speak to Jay right now at 323-784-9638. And now, Hope and Healing, Our Journey to Wholeness, continues with your host, J.R. Thicklin. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin, and I'm so glad that you've joined us here tonight on the Soul of America Radio Network. We have had the opportunity and we've had the privilege of having with us tonight our special guest, Ms. Carlitha Brown, who is a survivor of both domestic and sexual violence, and she's an author. She's authored the book, A Cry for Help. Who's listening? You can get it at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, uh, Com. You can also find it there at her uh, particular website, or should I say her email address, and she's given all that information out tonight. And uh, as we get ready to wrap up, uh, I open it up once again. If you have a question or comment, this is the time to hit number one on your keypad. We'll get you on the air. Perhaps you're asking for a friend. Perhaps you know someone who has suffered in silence. Perhaps one that are listening tonight. You're saying that I am in an abusive relationship. I don't know which way to turn, or I was in one, and I keep finding myself back with another abusive person. The name changed, but the behavior is the same. If that is real, if that is what you're experiencing, then I'm saying to you, this is a good place to start. Area code 323-784-9638. For those of you that may be listening, you're saying, I have made up my mind. I've got to get out of this. I don't know which way to turn. Then I'm going to say to you that you can call the National Domestic Violence Hotline, 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-7233. That is the number, no matter where you are in the country, that is the National Domestic Violence Hotline. Perhaps you're there today and you're saying, listen, I'm a person that holds a position. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a first lady. I'm a, I'm a, you know, usher board leader. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I hold an office. Uh, you know, in the community, I'm elected official, and I, I I can't afford for folks to know what I'm going through. I'm I'm really suffering in silence, and and I'm saying to you, if that's you today, listen, you don't have to suffer in silence. I'll give you another number that you can reach us even off the airway there to be able to walk you through some things. Area code five six one four three nine three one four five. That is the number that you can reach us off the air as soon as we're off the air tonight, and we will walk you through some things. Perhaps you're there. You said I'm telling no one that I'm actually suffering. I'm suffering with uh, from sexual assault. I'm suffering from incestual relationship. I'm suffering from things that have happened to me, and no one knows about it. I haven't told anyone, or I didn't know if I could turn anyone. I want you to know that you've tuned in to the right station, to the right time. And so I want you to know that this is designed with you in mind. Your silence will perpetuate the violence. Your secrecy will keep you locked into a cage. But I will tell you this, there is help, and there's healing, and there is life after abusive relationship, and that's the message we want you to leave with tonight is knowing that that is the case. So as we come back to it, if you have a question or comment, area code 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us tonight here on the Solo America Radio Network. No matter who you are, once again, you may be calling for a friend. 
You may be looking out for someone who's been in an abusive relationship. Maybe it's a cousin. Maybe it's a coworker. You can always go back and get this radio broadcast. It's available on podcast shortly after the show goes out. Off, you can go back to soulofamericaradio.com. You can look us up and you can find this. You can email this to someone to listen to. But I'm telling you, the difference can be made when you are willing to break the silence. So for our closing comments, I want to go back to Ms. Carlita Brown. I want to thank you once again for being with us on tonight. Uh, I'm glad that you shared your story. For those that may be struggling inside of a situation, what is some what are some parting words you would like to leave with them? What is it that you would like to leave with our audience tonight? Well, thank you for having me also. Um, I would like to leave with you all that do not allow your children memories of their childhood to be just about what they went through with you because you wouldn't get them out of a situation that you chose to live in. Um, when their children will become adults and they will never forget their, their past, and their past sometimes haunts them. So if you're in that situation, like I said, if you don't have any children, and if you're in that situation alone, get out. You you have you really have a better chance of leaving, you know, either way, but get out. Life is too short. Get out. Love yourself. Wow. Well, I think that is great advice. I think that's advice coming from someone who have lived it and have seen it and understands the impact of it. And I want to encourage you that are listening tonight, those of you that will listen again to the podcast, this is useful advice. Reach out, uh, make a difference. Those of you that like to write us, you can write us at, you can write us at uh, Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, uh, P.O. Box 18573, West Palm Beach, Florida, 33416. That's Erico 561. Four three nine three one four five. That's how you reach us. The address once again is Hope and Healing, a Journey to Wholeness, and Care of Destiny by Choice. So either way you want to put that, that is P.O. Box one eight five seven three, West Palm Beach, Florida three three four one six. Those of you who like to visit our website, go to destinybychoice.org, where you'll find uh, a lot of information as it relates to the issue of domestic violence, and and we hope that it will be a blessing to you that are listening tonight. I just want to say to you once again, there is a way out. There is help. And we encourage you to speak up, to speak out, and to understand that there is no need and there's no excuse for abuse. You deserve better. You deserve better. You deserve better. And I want to leave you with that tonight. And as we get ready to close out here with with just some testimonials from some other uh, individuals that found it, necessary to leave a big, uh, leave an abusive relationship, I want you to understand that you don't have to remain in this. There is help. There is help. So once again, Amen. I want to say good night to you. I want to say thank you again, Ms. Carlita Brown, for being with us. And for those of you that are thank listening, you. stay tuned for the rest of these messages. God bless you on tonight. God bless you. Amen. Ooh. It is the question that I'm asked the most. Why did I stay? Why does any woman stay? And for the life of me, I can't understand why people are obsessed with it. Because to me, it's so obvious. Why did anybody stay with somebody that they love? 
you know, we've all been in relationships that, even if they weren't abusive, we're not working any longer, and we all stay far longer than we want. And it's, you stay for the same reasons. You stay because you love the person, or you love what you used to have, or you're trying to take care of your children. When we ask, why did you stay, you know, we're blaming the victim for their abuse, as opposed to asking, why did you hit this person? Or why are you violent? Or why do you feel the need to be violent? Why would somebody abuse, why would somebody beat the people who love him or her most on earth? Until we ask that question, we won't be able to obliterate domestic violence. We have got to focus on the perpetrators of violence, not the victims. It's cliche, but he really was Prince Charming. He was very kind and sweet and nice. I left what I was doing to come and be with him, and I was alone with him. I didn't have any uh, friends or family in the area. I couldn't find a job, so he paid the bills. And so we got into an argument, and that's the first time that he hit me. He actually threw me up against the wall and started to choke me. Um, and I didn't really understand what was happening because he was not that person all this time. Um, and so when he finally let me go, I thought it was something I did. You know, I wasn't thinking to run. After we got married, it didn't stop. It just got worse and worse and worse. And I felt like I was trapped. At that point, we had moved from where we were across the country again and I was further isolated. I didn't have any friends or family, and essentially he still was the breadwinner. I was dependent on him. So if I left, what was I, what was I gonna do? Where was I gonna go? You know, who, how was I gonna take care of myself? I felt like no one would understand, and I felt like no one would care. The first full-out physical attack was five days before the wedding. Part of me, knew I had to leave him right then, that I couldn't marry somebody who had done this. But then this other part of me said, but wait, it was one time. And I told myself he'd never do it again, that I was sure he was very sorry, and um, I didn't leave. I married him. You stayed with this guy. Yeah, I didn't have a choice. I mean, he told me, and I, and I absolutely, you know, that's the part that is always so interesting to me. It's like, you know, the standard question, why didn't you leave? Why didn't you leave? Why didn't you leave? Well, uh, he was trained by the United States Marine Corps to hunt people down and kill them, and he told me if I left, he would hunt me down and kill me. That's why I didn't leave. I used to pull what he would call my disappearing axe, and that would be, I would, you know, get the boys and get out because I, it just was getting too intense. But I would always go back because at least I knew where he was. At least I knew the routine. I knew what to expect. But, you know, it's, it's a terrible way to live to always be looking over your shoulder. He didn't start out with being abusive. He started out with being incredibly sweet and incredibly attentive and incredibly thoughtful and incredibly kind and saying things to me that no one had ever said. And, and paying attention to me in ways that no one ever had. You know, and I was really taken by it. One of the reasons why we stay 
is because the behavior is such a drastic change from the person we met in the beginning. And we're constantly looking for the man in the beginning instead of concentrating on the man that is in front of us. Once I understood that, then I made the decision, you know, I got to go. This is not the same man I married. I mean, I love him, but he's going to kill me. With every violent um, moment, I felt further connected to him in this kind of twisted way. I felt that, you know, we had this secret that, that bound us together and that this was something big and we were working on it. And so we had to stay together until we worked it out. The violence got to a point where I realized that I, I could die. I had to create a plan. I had to figure out where I was going to go and how I was going to get there and who I was going to reach out to for help if there was any. I was scared. I was afraid that he would find me. I was afraid that he would be so angry that I left, that he would come after me. I couldn't just get up and walk away. And it was the most terrible feeling to know that I could leave and I still couldn't leave because I was bound by this psychological trap that I thought was love that wasn't love. You know, I had so much denial. If you had come to me and said, are you being physically abused? You know, if my doctor had asked me or a best friend, I would have said, no, I'm not being physically abused. You do feel isolated and you keep a lot of secrets. You know, you keep a lot of secrets in your, in your heart, in your home, in your head. I stayed because I believed him when he said he wasn't gonna do it again. I stayed because I didn't have anywhere to go. I didn't have any money. I didn't have access to any resources. I stayed because my religious community convinced me that I couldn't get divorced because God would hate me. Um, I stayed because I loved him. You know, I stayed because he was the love of my life and I wanted to believe that love could conquer all, including abuse. part of the relationship, a very bad part of the relationship. 
we see women that normally go back seven or eight times before they finally make a reason to leave. And sometimes it's not the violence that stops it. Sometimes it's the kids that finally make her leave. Sometimes it's the pets that finally make her leave. Sometimes it's a friend who finally got across to her that she should leave before she gets hurt. There's so many reasons to leave, and there's very strong reasons to go back. We can't be judgmental. We need to support any victim that's going through it. I still look over my shoulder every day, and the fear's still there. This woman was a victim of domestic abuse. She has chosen to conceal her identity because even though she is free, the fear is still there. For her, getting the courage to leave the comfortable life she knew and not return was the hardest part. I left 11 times. She tried therapy and counseling, but nothing stopped the abuse. I thought that, you know, if I loved him enough, that he would love me back. Ultimately, it was the concern for her children that made her leave. When I saw it affecting my children, I guess that was what really made my mind up. For this victim and some others, they're able to escape their dangerous relationship and find comfort and safety in shelters like the one behind me. Abuse Alternatives in Bristol provides an emergency shelter, therapy, court advocacy, and much more. They, you know, tried to just guide me in a direction without putting too much pressure. During the holidays, she was upset about making it a normal one for her children, but Abuse Alternatives took care of that as well. I had no idea how I was going to do Christmas for my kids, and they saw that Santa came. Since leaving her husband and coming to abuse alternatives, she has noticed an improvement in her children's attitudes. They smile more, they're open more, they're happy, and they feel safe. With the recent tragedy in Glade Spring, this victim knows that a similar fate could have been hers if she never got the courage to escape. I think if uh, I didn't have abuse alternatives to turn to, that you would be doing the story that you've done on her, on me. Kelsey Lair, 19 News, Bristol. Via internet, you're probably seeing a series of advertisements. Please click on those advertisements as they help us to continue to bring you the best in soulful talk radio. by choice to fellowship on facebook is a spiritual drama-free judgment-free fellowship forum for like minds to share in encouragement through testimonies scriptures music prayer worship and fellowship it is our desire to be an oasis of hope in the midst 
of the deserts and wilderness of life's most challenging experiences. We welcome you for prayer requests as well as your testimonies as we collectively operate as thermostats changing life's experience through God's leading in His Word. Join us as we empower lives and shape destinies. That's Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship on Facebook. Through a search, you can find us. If you're listening via internet and you want to speak to the host, please dial 323-784-9638 and press 1 to be connected to the host. This is the Soul of America Radio. I am Indy Harlem too, and I am fighting the power on the soul of America Radio. Worldwide Coast to Coast Talk Radio. This is the soul of America Radio. You're listening to Soar. And now back to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin. Take me to the 
Welcome to another broadcast on the Soul of America Radio. Tonight, you're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness, with your host, J.R. Thicklin. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. Comments made on tonight's broadcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Blog Talk Radio, the Soul of America Radio, or its host. Hope and Healing takes you from a place of pain, abuse, violence, rejection, and abandonment to a place of hope, healing, and power. All aboard with your author, activist, advocate, and friend, man of purpose himself, and your host for the evening, Mr. J.R. Dickler. Yeah. 